We're live, everyone. What is going on? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View. We are here on a Sunday for the main show. Uh, we are one less today, uh, but they, that's because she is at one cantina event without us. Uh, Jill is Jill's kicking it at the cantina today. Um, so, yeah, she knows all the goodies that are coming out of today's cantina, Matt. But we are here holding down the fort, and we have a really, really cool show planned today with two guests as the den is taking over today. Uh, the Dennis taking over. We got Mr. Thomas Harper, your brand new Star Wars champion. And we have uh, Mr. Saul, who is going to be fighting Robert Parker here very soon. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. But uh, Molly, Brian, we're here. We're here to talk to Schmodown. How are you guys doing? Weekend good? It's an eventful weekend for us. We did a lot of stuff this weekend. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but fun stuff. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. Um, this was just like, a weekend where we managed to fill up just about all of our time. So yeah. I need to like sleep for three days. <laughs> <laughs> well then maybe you can stay up three hours uh, till two in the morning watching parks and rec for the 97th time. You know what? I don't need your sass. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of on you guys, but you know. <laughs> uh, it's just another weekend here. It's hot, per usual. It's it's very dry here right now too, which makes yeah. it worse. Um, I mean, we got last was it Brian? Was it Sunday and Monday or Monday Tuesday or something? We got a little uh, rain. Uh, Friday, Thursday, Friday. Was it later in the week? Okay, okay. Yeah, because uh, I but, was going to work. Like, am I gonna have to bring an umbrella to work? What is going on? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, um, it was like yeah. thunder, lightning. Like that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah. Never Full well, spend, yeah, and of course I'm like, at the time, like I'm craving ice cream, and so like, I'm like, I'm gonna go to the store, and then all of a sudden it's just like, I walk outside and I'm like, the hell is going on? Like, That's like every day in in the south. There's a chance of a thunderstorm, so you just got to be ready for it. Yeah, I don't know, but. Yeah, don't get ice cream during thunderstorms. Uh, Unless it's hot like California, it's not like it made it colder. Either. It was a dry. It was it's, a dry thunderstorm. Yeah, it doesn't make California any colder. It was still the eighty-five degree rain that we. It's like hot, hot raindrops and like it's terrible. Yeah. Hot rain. Yeah. So this, this state doesn't know what it's doing. <laughs> California, we love it, but uh, guys, don't ever move to California. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, we have a lot of fun things to talk about tonight, everyone. Obviously, we're going to be getting to the Star Wars Championship right off the bat. Uh, and we'll be talking about that in full with one Thomas Harper. And then we're going to be talking to Mr. Saul. Uh, first time on the show, Saul will be joining us. Uh, and we're also going to talk a little bit about this benefit of the doubt rule um, that has been coming up quite a bit recently, specifically in the Janine and Eric Zipper match from this last week. Uh, but before all of that, um, let's get into the goodness because Star Wars is arguably our favorite division, clearly. Um, a little biased. We, we, we really enjoy it. Uh, and Star Wars has been pretty crazy this year. Uh, it's, it's been very, very crazy. It's had the most up and down as far as winners uh, in recent memory. And it is currently in the hands of one Thomas the Major Harper. So let's bring him on. Let's talk to him about it. Your brand new Star Wars champion, Thomas the Major Harper. What is up? Welcome. Yay. I'm going to enjoy being the temporary home of the belt until uh, Molly crushes my soul at uh, Spectacular. So yes. it'll be it's a good coming. couple months. It's coming. So, oh, wait, hold on. So we just got a, the official pick, everyone. Thomas Harper's picking Molly over Alex. 
Oh yeah, well, Alex is old news. I've been saying it all year. <laughs> strength knows strength. <laughs> well, we we got to start. I mean, we'll, we'll have all kinds of questions for you. I'm sure that some of the fans do as well. But you're officially the Schmodown Star Wars champion of the world. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, and I know it's been a little bit since recording, but it's finally kind of starting to sink in a little bit, is it? A little bit. I, maybe when the belt shows up, I it'll immediately get some frozen stickers put on it. Um, crayon <laughs> will fill all the nooks and crannies. Um, I feel like other people have like this this unique experience. Well, other people, by that I mean Alex and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, have their own experience. Mine, this belt's going to suffer some injuries <laughs> before it ever makes it down here. Um, so maybe that'll that'll make it sink in a little bit. But it's been a wild ride. It it really has. I mean, to go uh, the uh, to to quote Qui Gon Jinn, your focus determines your reality. And there was never a space in my brain that I allowed something other than this outcome to to be there. I don't say that out of cockiness. I just say. You know, I, I came into this league and, and decided to dedicate myself to it. Wasn't at Dragon Con, uh, had major FOMO, uh, Molly, looking at y'all's pictures. And uh, congrats on the, uh, the, the top placing there last weekend. But, um, yeah, I, I, I said I'm not going to go into this thing half-assed. It's going to be 100% or nothing. And while I, I wasn't presumptuous enough to think that I, I'd hold the belt, as a uh, thank you, thank you. As as a rookie, um, I didn't entertain the idea that I was going to stumble and fail, and so that's the sort of mentality that I brought with my work ethic. Uh, with the you know, it was a business to learn the the game, right? People think that that you just come in and it's like you just know how to play. That was a very fair critique of all of the Dragon Con players as we started this rookie season was. Not they're going to be terrible, they're not going to know the game, but what are they going to do in this space that's very unique compared to other trivia competitions? And it took work. It took a lot of hours watching matches, uh, kind of studying, listening to interviews, listening to other players talk. I mean, you know, and, and that goes outside the, the division. You're having to pick up bites from folks like Bateman, from Merle. Uh, Ethan Irwin's a fountain of, of strategy and knowledge uh, when, when he pulls back the curtain. Um, you know, my mentality was I'm going to learn, I, I've got to learn it very quickly, but I've, I've got to soak up a different kind of viewing than I've had just as a pure fan since watching Alex defend in, in Chicago in 2019. And I'm happy that that work paid off and I'm most happy that it paid off and I've repaid a little bit of that debt toward the other den mates that, that have, uh, have really propelled me here because it, you know, this wasn't me on an Island doing it. This is a lot of people behind the scenes taking a lot of time to help me. Yeah. It was, it was clear from Kate's point of view too. I mean, it, it must've been cool because and mistake me if I'm wrong chat, but I'm pretty sure on this, Kate has never had a championship um, no. from any of her players really? uh, in her entire showdown. And so that must have been really cool to bring home a belt, not just for the faction, but your manager, who we all know has gotten incredibly better at managing, starting out as a complete rookie when it was last year, um, and now kind of just growing you into what you have become in the Schmodown after drafting you third overall, never played this game. It must be pretty cool for, from your perspective to give that to her as well. 
Yeah, I in in a lot of ways. So she the the stat is that she is the last manager of the faction era to not have to not coach a belt holder, or, or to not coach somebody to a belt. Right. Wow. Uh, okay. She's obviously coached folks like Riley who have had belts in the past, but never somebody winning a belt. Um, so that was important. I look at it sort of like in, in the den, quite frankly, we, we haven't had any belts. We, we started out the season without any anybody actively uh, contending for a belt. We had some people that maybe were a couple steps away, depending on how things shook out. But we didn't enter the, the season with any number one contender matches. We didn't enter the season with anybody on a clear short path to a title. We had to work, no matter who it was, it was going to be a pathway uh, and a battle no matter what. And, 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 you know, Saul, I think, will tell you himself when he comes on just how hard that is. I mean, he was the first one out of the gate uh, to, to get close. And, you know, it, I, I think um, Collision was a big learning experience for him. Uh, this match, as everybody saw, could have easily gone the other way, as could have a number of my other matches. That's just how the Star Wars division rolls. So I like I equate it to, to a normal sports, uh, you know, like an NFL team or an MLB team that's never won a title before. So to be the first person to bring a title, you know, um, I'm not going to make a comparison of myself to like a, any kind of sports figure. But it's like the Cavaliers winning a championship for the first time. It's it, you know it, there's something significant and special and important internally, faction internally, and internally to me about being the the, the person that sort of writes the ship in that way. And I, you know, we're, we're mathematically, I think Kate would also completely agree with me here. Mathematically, to to get to a place where we win or maybe place top two for the faction championship. I don't think that's happening. I, I just like the, the, I don't think the math works out in our favor there, but to be able to, to close this season out when it does and say, look, no matter what else happened, the den had a belt this season. Uh, I think that's significant. I think that's a, uh, a validation of, of uh, Kate and her drafting strategy. It's a validation of her, quite frankly, of the roster move over the summer, no matter what happens in these tournaments. And it's a validation of of the den as a faction. You know, we're we're not going to be some faction that went into twenty twenty two. People are like, I could care less whether they exist or not. I, you know, I would like to think that when this season ends, no matter what happens in singles and teams, uh, with what Saul and I are doing, you're going to look at the den as like, you know, hey, they're the specialty division to to look out for, right? They, they've got Star Wars and IG in a really really good place. For and sure. I said I, I would say that I would echo that even if I lose the belt at spectacular, which is not going to happen unless it's tomorrow. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it's it's just I, I, I'm happy to have been uh, the 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 one with the opportunity and, and able to seize that. That's awesome. Yeah, um, Molly, I'm gonna go to you next. Being the resident Star Wars person here, I want to I want to know what you got for Thomas Harper. Don't don't ask me any anything about that Y wing question. I, <laughs> I, I must say I, that, wound, I was, that wound is wide open. That's uh, that's that's on Nerd Chronic now to like not use that in all of your opponents' promos for like going on forward. Um, hmm. I felt like the difficulty uh, of this match was like really really good. Um, I don't want to like nitpick too much about the questions, but has there been? 
What's what's been your favorite question of all of your matches that you've been in so far? Has there been any that you're like, oh man, I have a cool story behind why I know this? <laughs> when Christian said the word Y wing, I was like, yes, this is <laughs> like my brain actively short circuited in real. You can see it happening real time because I start writing very very quickly. Um, I hear the words Y-Wing and Rise of Skywalker, and I'm like, damn, I got this. Mm-hmm. So long, Demolante. You're not going to get this one. Uh, and, and I was like, it was like in there was a, a year in Dragon Con where I was wearing a, I think this is the year Alex won. I was wearing a, a shirt with the outline of Thrawn Star Destroyer, the Chimera on it, and the, mm-hmm. the Chimera design on the bottom of it. And then we got to ask the question, like, name Thrawn Star Destroyer. And I was like, oh, my God. It was that moment, <laughs> except I didn't listen to the question carefully enough and then oh. fumbled the ball. So that question would have been my favorite, probably. But now it's my least favorite ever. Um, <laughs> that one was hard because I am I think that was only in the novelization that it got a name. Yep. yep. I was only like, there. whoa. Don't tell me this is the movie's trivia schmodown. Anybody that <laughs> argues against the expansion of this division because it's the MTS... Uh, I point you to uh, to question nine of round one. <laughs> um, I love that you know like, specifics. Right? Not like it's not like it's burned onto my memory at all. <laughs> it'll, it'll never be forgotten ever. No, um, no. I I really liked. I don't know that I have a, a favorite question out there. Um, I thought my five pointer was really well worded and worded in a way that was an absolute landmine. Uh, that if you if if you weren't thinking carefully, if you weren't if you get caught up in the hype that they because they always Molly, you know this very well. They do a great job, either Christian or Mark or whoever's on the desk, of like really reminding you exactly how much is riding on this question. Whether it's and that's whether you're about to win, whether you're about to lose, whether you're about to get TKO'd, they will be happy to get in your ear and squawk about that. So if you get caught up in that. Um, the way they worded it in, in asking for a stormtrooper's name or the commander's name almost begs you to sort of think, like overthink the question and say mm-hmm. like, oh man, did I miss something? Was there like a, a visual dictionary entry? Was there a comeuppance style like line in a book or something like that that I've, I've missed? And, but in the moment, I just had this moment of zen I wrote it down very, very quickly, and then I spit it out about just about as quickly, you know, characteristically. I, I usually take my time and kind of look at it and mull it over. Um, but I was like, if it's not the TK number, I'm going to I'm living or dying by this TK number. So and, and it was also a question where I was like, I've reflected on it. I was like, nobody can look at that and say, like, I had a a disproportionately easier question. I, I think it was the harder of the two five pointers. I think um, it would have been very easy to fumble the ball and just have everything crumble like right before my eyes there. So I appreciate winning on a question like that. And, uh, you know, this is uh, the whole match is a credit to Drew and the way he played because he's on another level. I like there, there, there might be an L by his name at the end of this match, but, but that, that performance was incredible. It was one for the the, the ages, quite frankly. Uh, and he just happened to be on the, the unlucky end of the ball. Um, but to win, to be pushed all the way to your five pointer and to win on a question like that, that'll, that one will stick with me. I'll, I'll like that, that. That portion of the force awakens 
I think it will be a little, a little more special now. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Andrew played great. This might be one of the best games he's ever played too. So he was on fire. He was absolutely on fire. He seemed very calm, cool, collective too. Yep. And that more was, than he ever yeah. was scary seeing him like, cause we've seen like falter people falter through emotions. He was just kind of like, okay. And I was like, Oh crap. Yeah. Like he's really confident. And like, uh-huh. So yeah. Hearing hearing perfect round at the end of round one and, and me not being included on that, that you could probably see it on my face. That wasn't a great feeling. You know, as you roll into I just have to set my whiteboard down and um I'm trying to think. That was the first time where I've not had an opportunity at the bonus uh and my opponent has. Did you know um, his bonus question? Yeah, but not o- only by happenstance. That that's not some that's something that that was a a recent ad. Yeah. That was that was a 20 pointer. I mean, that was like a a typical like OT like match ending question type deal. The, the only reason cuz Alex and I were watching, the only reason we know it is because Alex was on a like a music specific podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just just happened to be uh about the last jedi and that came up and we were like oh my god yeah it, it <laughs> there's never been a question like that no i don't think in another schmodown no please expand the division instead of going into questions like that <laughs> it's it is the it is the first question to ask about a non-star wars film ever uh and it, at least to my recollection i'm happy to be corrected but uh, as soon as I heard, and it's, it's, I, I don't know if it's verbatim, but it's, it's in the IMDB trivia, uh, like mm. buried in there. So that's yeah. the only reason I know it. Cause Ross and I were, when it became clear that they were starting to ask these oddball music questions, you know, obviously you notice a trend, uh, you had one, I think in the collision match. And then, you know, by the time Nikki's match rolls around and she gets one or two music questions in there, you're like, okay, we're doing that now. So let's let's crack the hood on that and that just happened to be one that was stuck in there yeah so but his his guess was a really solid one uh, you know they, i i completely uh completely understood where he was coming from there and, and i thought he was good to burn a jt and try to think through it um i would be lying if if as you watch my face i'm not praying for him to miss it <laughs> um, <laughs> because i think mentally in a star wars match two points down, even in a five, five rounder, that's a tough pill. You know, you've got a, a, a mountain to climb three points for whatever reason would have been s- substantial. Um, obviously I didn't know what was going to happen in round two at that moment in time, but I was like three points. I don't want to think about that <laughs> right now. Yeah. So I was trying to channel all my force energy to, to hope that, that he would have a slip there and, and it's just a really difficult question. As soon as they said the, the question, I was like, please don't have read IMDb. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> this will either be really, really easy for you or really, really hard. Uh-huh. There is no in-between. Yeah, those those questions are always hard when you're just like, I'm just going to throw out a guess yeah. and hope that it's right. Man. All right, real quick, Brian, before I go to you, I'm going to go to Tim Sims Super Chat here. Uh, and he says, with Andrew ending his season after losing the title and not entering the tournament, where does he stand in the race for Star Wars Player of the Year? And how do you, Thomas, feel about being the current Rookie of the Year front runner? Can I give um, you an answer to the first one? 
Absolutely. I think he's, I think he's the player of the year. I, you know, so I, I. I think, um, you know, Molly, you, you're going to have to duck and cover because Alex's ego is going to like in like <laughs> bust open the wall and knock down the door. <laughs> exactly. Here we go. Take cover. You, you'll be always thankful. watching. There is nobody. There is nobody in the movie trivia showdown uh, that had the air of invincibility like Alex did coming into this season. Uh, and it's not because, and, and it's unique because it's not as if Alex has never missed a question. It's not as if like you know he just uh, like completely dominated every match he's ever played. But he won. Uh, he won convincingly, and he won against a wide range of incredibly skilled players again and again in multiple different formats. By the time that match rolled around, he had just TKO'd Ace off of that run uh, in a in a dominant fashion. And I know there were, you know, Ace was was facing some tough circumstances behind the scenes, but that was a dominant win in the digital age. I mean, Alex sliced and diced uh, that entire match, and then you roll into this match. It's the first match that, as a fan, I just felt like, you know, it was a weird feeling. Like, the, 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 like, my insides, like, turned cold. I was like, oh, man, we, like, we just witnessed something. Yep. There's not been another player. And I, I know, like, Alex wouldn't put him, himself on, you know, in the conversation with, like, Merle or whoever else because he's a, a very humble guy. But, um, you know, it's not as if you know, th there was like goat status on the line, but he just had this air about him that, uh, that was like this armor. And I knew Demelon to, to, you know, knew that. So to, 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 to break that, to go into the second match, holding the belt, but having everybody voting, if not rooting against you, then beating him again, and then going to collision and having people still doubting him somehow, Yep. Uh, and facing Laura Kelly and, and you know, I, Laura Kelly may have uh, maybe on Swag's roster, but I think everybody that's a corruption fan out there is still a massive Laura Kelly fan. Laura plays uh, a character like nobody's business. She plays mind games like nobody does in this division. And to, to in the face of that, be down early, come back and win convincingly, not even have to answer his five. No, he had to answer his five. He had, he actually answered a tough five in that question in that round. Um, I, that's that's a body of work that's kind of been unmatched, right? And and uh, you know, I've got five wins, and I'm not going to stack them against two wins against Damon and a win against Laura. So I think he's got that on lock. I have every bit of respect for Drew deciding to shut his season down. Um, I would have given serious consideration and, and I can't, I can't be honest with you without saying that if I had lost this match, particularly in that fashion, that I wouldn't have done the same thing. Yeah. You know, so, so anybody out there that's questioning or whatever, like this game is brutal. The prep is brutal to get up for a, a championship match like that um, is a mental slog to lose, to, to just play is, is mentally difficult regardless of what it seems like on screen. I said before we started, this match took over two hours to record for a variety of reasons. That's a long time to stay in the box. It is not like 45 minutes or th whatever the edited version ends up being. There's a lot of stuff that, that fans will never see. That's a long time. My adrenaline dumped out after this match and I was just, I was gone. Yeah. So he's an absolute warrior. I will hear nothing else of it. I will hear no complaints about his decision 
to shut it down for the season because quite frankly, you, you don't know what it's like if you're questioning him and, and that decision. So for me, if my vote counts for anything, he's my, my Star Wars player of the year. Um, as far as the rookie of the year competition goes, I like, I won't comment on that. I, you know, my work is what it is. So, um, yeah, we'll see, but I, I feel very strongly about that player of the year, uh, uh, race there. I would agree. And I was exactly what you're talking about of the doubter. I picked against Andrew in both Damon's match and the Laura Kelly match. And he proved me wrong. So, um, I completely agree. And, but Dean does make a good point here. Not that one. This one. If you do defend a spectacular, then it's a conversation. So that's we'll why my, my vote only counts for one person. If I get a vote, <laughs> other people can have that debate. To me, it's not a debate. No matter what happens, it's spectacular. But that—that's just me. He did something historical. I would defend the belt, and he's done that twice this season. So that is very fair. You know. All right, Mister Brian, what do you got? First, how quickly did you get Brian Ward's poster blown up? <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, immediately, and it's I go to the it's like a FedEx uh, print shop, and uh, I've done a, I've gotten a couple things printed there. So that like that conversation that I think I tweeted about like is is very close to <laughs> what actually happened. Except I don't have the like I don't have I'm not I'm I'm not quick enough to to like quote Kylo Ren in the moment. I'm just like, oh, yes, that's me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this looks, do you want to check it first? No, I'm sure it's great. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Uh, although this time around I did one of the, one of the workers uh, asked me about uh, MTS and I spent a few minutes and just said, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. You should check it out if you like movies and trivia. So maybe, uh, you know, I need to, to argue for a kickback next season. So if I get a, a little, you know, a buck or two for every fan that I recruit, uh, at FedEx. <laughs> You're going to walk uh, in next time. You might have a den hat on. You never know. I'll be work. I'll, I'll have a, you know, FedEx will FedEx Kinko's this one locate this one franchise in Allentown, Pennsylvania will sponsor me and I'll have, <laughs> I'll have my, my small FedEx uh, print shop <laughs> fan base in the, like yeah. half of one row in the, uh, in the audience there. Um, yeah, no, that was pretty cool. Like to get, photoshopped in any capacity by brian ward he was like we were dming and he uh he's like you know it's always tough coming up with ideas because there are so many matches and i've got to do do stuff i was like no there are a lot of ewoks that you've yet to photoshop any of us on (laughs) i would be happy to be like pop lou or you put me on (laughs) any ewoks body i'd be the dead one that's you know gets shot and is all there you go there you go um, but my real question is Ross came in a little bit halfway, a little probably more than halfway through the season. How much did him joining help you to get to where you are right now? I, I, I can't quite put into words how big he's been. His name ought to be etched on that belt. Um, he came in at a particularly critical time because Behind the scenes, you know, people's lives shift and, and uh, you know, people get busy with different stuff. Um, well, look what you he, started. <laughs> all you want. <laughs> See, look, I'm the inspiration for anything. <laughs> you can all thank me when it's it's just nothing but us on Ewoks. <laughs> um, no, I the uh, Ross has been an absolute force. And he came in with this mentality of, 
you know, I've got nothing, you know, I'm not guaranteed a, a match this year. I may not get a match, but I'm going to throw everything behind you to help you in the, in the best way that I could. So we're talking a guy that, that ha- is, is busy like everybody else in this league. He, uh, you know, he runs a company, uh, helps run a company that he co-founded up in, uh, up in Canada where he lives. Um, just a phenomenally brilliant guy. I think he won like um, uh, Entrepreneur of the Year, like, uh, you know, 25 or 30 and under Entrepreneur of the Year in Canada. Wow. So this is, this is a guy with a lot going on. He's getting ready. He just got married. Uh, not too long ago, I think this is what two weeks. Ross will correct me, but he's been married for like two weeks. He's he's going through the final preparations for for uh, walking down the aisle with his beautiful bride, and yet uh, there he is multiple times a week helping me out. And in particular, I want to say that the movie trivia Schmodown should never hire this man as a question writer because. Uh, we will all be doomed if he is ever allowed to to write a match. Uh, we'll be crushed and driven from this league in tears. Um, in particular, the the speed round work that we did because there was for a while before we knew whether it was going to be digital or live. I was practicing both. I mean, like you have to, and that mm-hmm. that stunk. Um, but once we sort of had a good sense that it was going to be digital, I switched over and and. He's like writing speed rounds for me while he's like having his morning coffee. So like a normal person might, I don't know, like talk to their fiance or like catch up on the news or take the dog for a walk. And and he's like writing these incredibly difficult speed rounds. And so, um, you know, I, that was something I didn't quite look forward to every week was seeing what, what he, you know, we'd log on. He'd be like, okay, I've got seven written for you. I'm like, Oh dear. Here we go. It's gonna be a long seven minutes. Um, but every every round, every match sort of uh, practice session that we would have, I have note cards where I would write down stuff that I got wrong and the correct answer. I filled up a lot of note cards with Ross <laughs> behind the scenes. And and that's that's how you get better. It's not by like answering a thousand questions correctly. It's by touching the hot stove again and again and again, mentally learning how to get over that taking those wrong answers and cementing them into your brain, like come up in style and, and trying not to miss them again, all the while evolving your game. And Ross, uh, in addition to his, his star Wars knowledge, despite never playing an MTS game, he's, he's had his one FCL match. He sees this game as some, like as a veteran player, um, you know, he and I would have sort of tactical discussions about matches and whatnot, decisions that were made, he changed the way that I approached the game to a certain extent. And, and um, you know, I, I think you don't get to see that outright, but but decisions that I made uh, while the match was going on uh, were, were influenced by Ross. I don't know that I would have made some of the same decisions uh, without his influence. So uh, he's he's made a, a significant mark on, on my season already. Uh, he's a big reason why I won that belt. And I just, the, the biggest thing that I'm excited about is that my win means that he gets a match. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. We, we talked to him in January and he gave off that vibe then, uh, mm-hmm. just by talking yeah. to him and his outlook on Star Wars and the, the league in general. Um, and he, he has a match coming up. He's, he's playing Nikki DiMolanta. Uh, and speaking of the tournament, um, we won't get into specifics as far as like the picks on the matches and stuff, but, you are now awaiting the winner of that tournament. Um, and that'll be live at Spectacular in December. 
What do you think about the matches that are happening? The players that are involved? Do you see vacation? I, well, yeah, of, of course, Brian, duh. But um, <laughs> are you expecting complete bloodshed from all of them? Or like, what, are you excited uh, to watch behind the scenes? Like what's going, going through your head going into the tournament? Uh, the number one thing is that I'm glad that I'm not in it. When they released, I, obviously we have a different bracket than the two that were released in August. Yeah. But even when those two were released, my heart <laughs> sunk. I was like, Phew. like my, I, th there's no shade on, on the tournament that I went through. That was tough enough. But whether I won or lost this match, the bracket was going to be a murderer's row on either side. I mean, just matchups that you would typically see in like number one contenders matches. Um, Heck, if if Molly, you and Alex were the only folks on on that left side of the bracket, I mean, like, what do you do with that? You know, it's like <laughs> mine it, and Alex's match was the was the only match that stayed the same in any bracket scenario. That's so yeah. true. Yeah, so that, true. That that uh, <laughs> that showdown was going to happen no matter what. But 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 that's amazing. I mean, there, there are matches that or potential matches, depending on how things play out, that folks have been clamoring for. Uh, either since the start of this season with somebody like a gold leader or uh, for the entirety of their, their fandom in the Schmodown in the case of uh, Molly and Alex. Um, he can't, no, gold leader Brandon is too, too bad at spelling. There's no way. See, what you don't see behind the scenes is that they make you spell your name before the match. And if you get it right, you get to play in the match. But if you get it wrong, Mm -mm. so he's gonna spell his name wrong and then scrimshaw will win and move on so that's just just facts so no i kid um yeah i i'm happy that i'm not in it but it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch these things um ross is gonna be scary that match is gonna be titanic in nature even though it's two rookies with a total of one match between the two of them uh and the 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 winner has to square off against either Molly or Alex. I mean, you're talking that match alone could easily be a title match. Right. Um, and then on the right side of the bracket matches could be title matches. Yeah. On the right side of the bracket, you, you, you've got uh, Eric Whiteley, a guy that I personally know has been just, just uh, absolutely hungry to play again since I played him lost by a razor thin margin to me. Yeah. And has been in Demolantis court the entire season, helping him prepare. Uh, Eric's a phenomenal guy, and he reached out. You know, we DM uh, occasionally, and, and he said, uh, as Collision was getting close, he's like, you know, man, like, I don't know what it is, but like, I've just had kerosene thrown on my fire for for competing and for prepping and stuff, and and that's absolutely working with Damon or Demolanta rather, and and uh, I'm I'm sure he's he's interacted with Nikki as well. Um, but that match against Laura Kelly is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Two big personalities. And then you've got, uh, you know, gold leader who probably nobody likes. And then uh, Scrimshaw uh, and, you know, who some people like, but he, he, nobody's seen Scrimshaw since the tournament last season where he took Demolanta to, the, <laughs> to the edge of the world. Yeah. yeah. What did they go yeah. like four, three, four deep in sudden death? And, and you, yeah. he loses on a, like a wickedly tough quote question. So yeah, that's, uh, I'm happy to not be playing. I'm happy to be playing on the sidelines. I will yeah. say gold leader was at dragon con, I think Friday, but he chickened out real fast when that test came around. Yeah. He was nowhere to be found for dragon con trivia. It's a busy, you know, it's got a lot of stuff going on. 
Uh, well, Brian, Molly, do we have any other questions for Mr. Harper before we let him go? Uh, is NC State going to upset Clemson this year? After our performance against Mississippi State, we've got to focus on uh, just winning a game that's not against an uh, FCS opponent. So uh, I'm happy for building blocks. I'm not trying to, like, take down Goliath. It's fair. fair. <laughs> well, Thomas, thank you so much for popping in, hanging out with us for a little bit. Congratulations Absolutely. again. Um, big, big win up against Andrew DeMata. And we'll see you in December because we will be there and we'll be able to watch it live. So that'll be fun. I will say, if you have not bought your tickets for New York for Brooklyn on October 9th, go to the schmodownlive.com, get a ticket to go. I will not be competing, obviously, but I will be there. Um, you, you, you get to, to raise a glass with me and enjoy uh, the epic matches that are happening there. I know there are a handful of tickets left, but come join me in October. All right. Thanks perfect. Well, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Have a good night. See y'all. Bye. Oh, goodness. There we go. <laughs> Holy Lord. Uh, yeah. Free. It's just <laughs> shocking. <laughs> um, yeah, that's whoever he plays is going to be murderous for, I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy. So that, uh, that is the most brutal thing I've ever seen that tournament bracket. Yeah, it's not fair. It's, it really isn't fair. Like, there's no, like... No, I mean, and Molly's in it. We're not, like... I know. Sorry. We have nothing to do with it, and we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I mean, like, you look at that thing, and you're just like, there's no, like, oh, this person's got it. <laughs> you have no clue. And, you have, and then you just have Scrimshot. It's been magically just not there. And then who knows what he's going to bring. Yeah, seriously. We've said it before, but uh, the real winner is, are the fans for a, a tournament like that. So, Yeah, Star Wars has been absolutely incredible this year, and it's going to finish off even more, even better with that tournament and then spectacular. Um, either, either anyone that comes out of that tournament, is, it's going to be a treat to yeah. see play Thomas at Spectacular. Like 100%. any of them. Get your spectacular tickets if you haven't already. Real quick, uh, before we move on to our next guest, Mr. Saul, a uh, quick plug for the channel. Um, if you did not see, on September 25th, Jill and Molly will be joined by none other than Josh McCuga and Ked Knapsack for happy hour. Uh, if you missed this announcement last week, uh, this is a big episode of happy hour, y'all. Uh, McCuga and Knapsack, the wild man and the pit boss return. I mean, I don't know if they'll actually return, get crazy, but we'll see. We'll see. One I'm of so excited One of them got a baby now, so who knows what's going to happen. But um, the going to be a good time. are going to force their way into that show. Jake, <laughs> Sean, Alex. It's going to be so good. It's going to yeah. be so good. We um, haven't figured out a drink for that yet, but I, I want to put it out there right now that whatever drink we decide to do, we also have on the side like a – uh, like some tums, because we got some some uh, some older gentlemen, older men, uh, older on, men. <laughs> on the show, and uh, I've been having a lot of stomach acid issues, so I know what that's like. And yeah, let's just call it what it is. We'll all have our tums on the side of whatever drink we choose, <laughs> and we'll Maybe call it the knapsack, whatever there that drink go. is. There <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move this puppy forward and let's bring him on. We have uh, a competitor who has been making waves all year long. He has uh, uh, been 
doing great all year long, and he currently has a match up against Mr. Robert Parker coming up in the IG tournament, and that is Mr. Saul. Welcome. Yay. How you doing, everybody? Nice Good. to, nice to talk to you guys. Yeah, no, thank you so thank much you. for joining us, Saul. Glad to have you on for the first time. Well, thank you for uh, for having me. It's uh, I take uh, I I appreciate that very much. I take I take your time very seriously. So, oh, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna go to Brian first. I'm gonna let Brian ask a question to kick this bad boy off. Brian, what you got? I mean, mine's not a right off the bat question, but uh, if coming into this tournament, was there anyone you wanted more than Parker? Like, would you have been disappointed playing anyone else? In all honesty. No, I, there, there was Robert. The Robert was in the tournament. It's like, uh, to quote the great James T. Kirk, why do we climb a mountain? <laughs> because it's there. Robert Parker is a mountain that is worth, you know, getting your, your ropes and getting your good boots out for. Uh, it's exciting. Robert is, is a next level competitor. He's already an elite competitor to me. And he has been since he, he made, he had, another, he had one of the greatest, probably the greatest, my favorite debut in Schmodown history is Robert Parker hammering a stud like Ace Cabrera. If you haven't seen that match, I recommend you go and l- look up um, Parker's debut against Ace Cabrera and watch him just handle that situation. Like a, like a, like a, like a murderer. And <laughs> so Parker being here gets me, I have a very, some would say unhealthy. I would say complicated relationship with fear, whereas I, I always get along with it maybe more than I should. And and the idea of someone that good and sharing the table with a level a competitor of that level to me just gets me, you know, I, I it, it takes things out of me and brings bring things. It will coach things up in me that I can't always bring out. And and have, facing a challenge like Robert Parker is super exciting, and it, and he's yeah he's he's who I wanted. He's who I wanted to play. I wanted to play Chance Ellison too. Uh, that was that looked like that was going to happen, but you know, uh, okay. And um, so I had to make uh, I had to uh, I had to avenge Chance. So hopefully I get a chance to uh, crush him in a, in a match. Um, so uh, yeah, no, that that's a great question. Actually, I I, I can't wait, and I'm so happy it's him. And I know he's happy that it's me, and uh, this will like, this probably won't be the last time we we share the table together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a feud. I feel like that will be a long running, masterful uh, IG feud of the future. Well, that's that's amazing for you to say, I, and I do appreciate that because not everyone who plays everyone, you know, like I'm not trying to be a dick to anybody, but sometimes people play and and that's it. People want to watch the match and then. Those that match leaves their head. They don't think about it a lot. Even if it was a good match, sometimes you don't necessarily get that magic where you want to see them go again. I'm very lucky that the first program I ever worked in the Schmodown is with Brandon Hanna. People seem invested in wanting to see me play him again and again and again. And you know, of all the competitors I could have had to have this experience with for the first time, I, I got really lucky that it was Brandon Hanna for me. I'm really lucky that I had someone who was so savvy and so good. And to be able to uh, to create that interest for the league, that people want us to go, you know, a third time. Um, that that's very special. These are very special. I take the Schmodown more seriously than I should, and uh, and these are special. I, you only get so many moments in front of the camera on the, at the table. You only get so many questions, and 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 uh, the moments that I get, I'm very grateful for, and the fact that um, I get to share these moments with someone like a Brandon Hanna and someone like a Robert Parker. Um, you know, I couldn't have authored my season any better. 
well, a little bit better. Collision would have went different, but, um, but, but yeah, I, 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 I'm, I appreciate you saying that because I, I hope, I hope I can, I hope I can live up to my end of the bargain. I know Robert will, where I can give you guys a show and that you guys want the same show again and again. So thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, after collision, I think that that fire is, is there. So yeah. Yeah. That was uh, a bitch. And, um, <laughs> But no, that was uh, that was that was you know I was on a roll. I was really hot, and I was uh, you know I had to use I had a terrible performance in the free for all, and I had to use that as motivation to kill Greg Alba. So like, (laughs) it's like you don't learn you don't learn a lot by winning. So you have to keep your feet on the ground, and and Collision really was a nice uh, reboot. Sometimes you know the Sega Genesis freezes, and you just got to hit the off button and start it over again. And uh, that's true. That's what happened, and you know uh, that will never ever happen again. Though I'll never beat myself like I did that night. That'll never the 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 situation like I you know that was a trap game to me, and I'm never gonna get you know I may lose matches in the future. It could happen theoretically. But I certainly won't beat myself ever again. And um, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, I have a just a quick one before I go to Molly. Do you have an obsession with TKOs? Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> they're a lot. They're like regular matches, but way funner for me. Because <laughs> they're just like they, every Saul match we see, it's just a TKO. TKO. Yeah. Every, every time it happens, I'm not, and I, I don't know what's going to happen with the next one, being that it is a five rounder and. Um, it's a little bit of a different style, but I mean, this TKO thing you've been you've been doing this year is incredible. I mean, you have four of them, and uh, that's very rare. That is very very rare. So it must be pretty cool to kind of have that in the Shmodan record books. Well, there's two not two regular KOs, and then there's two TKOs. So, correct, correct. well, the, t- the the KOs are a lot of fun as well. Ooh, <laughs> those are even. That's a that's nice. It's like showing up for your shift at work, and you're like, "Nah, you can go home. We're gonna pay anyway." That's even. <laughs> I don't even have to get to the third round. I don't even have to give you my my bullshit numbers. Oh, great! <laughs> I had a thing. I had a, something to do anyway. Thank you. But um, yeah, they're. Uh, it's exciting that I'm going on this run right now. I don't know what you know. I can't guarantee TKOs every time, especially going forward. I know I'm going to be probably having in my the way I see my career. Uh, I'm going to be having a lot more five-round matches, I think. I'm going to be having a lot more elite-level competitors. So the, the opportunities for that to happen will, be, will still be there, but they'll be smaller. And, um, but while I'm doing it, I'm having a lot of fun. And I do think it's actually um, – I, I haven't heard this as much anymore, but I remember the first two knockouts, people I, – I, I kept hearing this sort of like, yeah, but he's playing you know, the real rejects, which yeah. – one is I don't think it's fair to the real rejects. No one was calling John Humphrey a bad player when he was beating people in the IG tournament last year. Mm-hmm. When Greg Alba, Greg Alba had a knockout and almost meet, beat Kalinowski in the IG tournament last year. He had a TKO earlier this season. No one was calling them bad players until I, you know, showed up and had them be guests on the Saul show. Um, but I do think a lot of, I, I feel very uncomfortable talking about myself in certain ways, and this is one of them, but I'm going to do it anyway because uh, because someone's encouraging me to talk like this. I, I think my performance and the way I play, and I think the fact that I lead the league overall in steals and all divisions, the fact that I can do that, I think, does create TKOs and KOs, and I think it's it's more me than them. But, uh, of course, I'm biased, so take that for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Molly, what do you got? 
before I get to a question, I just want to say we recently filmed a, a Patri Patreon Q&A, and one of the questions was, who in the MTS do you think would win oh. in the Hunger Games? Yes. And oh, I you said you would. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I you think I, you'd do well in the Hunger Games? Well, yeah. I mean, I've been an archer for all these years, so I guess that's oh, what. Okay, yeah. easy. No, that's yep. not. That, that's actually not true. But um, <laughs> no, but uh, actually, I mean, I do have a proficiency for short-range weapons, actually. But um, yeah, How I like are my you odds. Axes. I've had, I've had, I've gotten into these similar conversations. Well, no, I know how to swing a sword, if that means anything. Okay. Um, but I've actually gotten into similar conversations where we talked about who would win in a battle royal and Schmodan people. I would always be, I'd be very, well, first of all, Thomas is a military officer who, so he has PT and he has hand-to-hand -hand combat training. Yeah. John Roca, also former military and fucking crazy. So, <laughs> you, so if you know anything about martial arts and defending yourself, that has to be accounted for. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn my back to John Roca and, and in either a fight or a or, or uh, the hunger games. <laughs> That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was also going to bring up Collision and just ask, uh, what, what did you change, if anything, about your gameplay or the way that you study after your match at Collision? Well, I stopped going to matches drunk. No, I'm kidding. I, I, um, <laughs> I wasn't drunk. I actually, I actually had my first drink in six years that night because Mark oh. Ellis... Mark Ellis forced oh, Mark me Ellis, to. Mark Ellis, you terrible influence. He you forced that me to. Was it a Coors Light? <laughs> it, no, it was a it was a uh, very unpretentious gin and tonic. I'm a you know okay. I'm a man of the people. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did a lot of I so like I'm not being a smartass when I say this, but like <laughs> I think I just figured out how to play in the Schmodown like three weeks ago. I'm not joking. I think I just now figured it out, and. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I create uh, these training regiments and these training programs for myself, and I've had varying degrees of success. And um, I never, I've never had a study session until after collision. I never studied with my team or anyone else before. It was entirely a solo endeavor. Uh, I would go into Thomas's study session and Lacey's study sessions when I could, and uh, I, would, I would throw questions at them because I own a couple of Star Wars visual dictionaries, so I torture them with that all the time. I've worked with Rachel Silverstrini before. I've worked with um, with Peggy Gubbins, but I've never I've never been in the hot seat. So I've I've never had a study session with anybody before. And after Collision, I made a promise that I said uh, I told my manager that this will be accounted for. This won't ever happen again. I'm going to. I want something more, so I have to be something more. So I have to start doing things that I think are uncomfortable or that I don't like in order to get better. And that's obvious that, you know, I hit some sort of a bump and that needed to be fixed. And I promised Kate that, you know, I promised that what happened that night would be accounted for. And it's, it's so far so good. And I'm not done trying to, you know, win back the faith. Certain people, you know, in the league had with me and, and, and my manager and my teammates, you know, to me, that's, that's something I'm carrying a torch for. And um, I don't imagine I'll be putting it out until I'm wearing that belt. So. So I, 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 I implemented study sessions and um, I don't know if someone told you to ask me this, but I, I, uh, I've had some medical problems in the past and uh, they kind of manifested a little bit when I travel. And for the first time in years, I, I, when I got home, I got medical insurance and I haven't been insured in a while and now I am and I'm in 
and uh, certain things are getting taken care of and those problems will not manifest again for me. So I've, I've changed my actual day-to-day life in order to wow. hopefully be my best so I can keep giving you uh, a show. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. You're giving us a hell of a show, I will say. And it, it's great to hear as well. And I'm, I'm, it sounds like you have a completely different outlook on Schmodown uh, and, and life in general um, since Collision. And Collision was not that long ago. Uh, and I'm sure it was very strange to kind of change all of that such so quickly, but it sounds like it's working for you. Yeah, so far so good. It's still, it's still, you know, the problem is, is that, uh, you know, there was a pro wrestler named Mick Foley. I'm not sure if you guys watch wrestling, but Mick Foley is a guy who was very popular in the nineties and the early noughts. Uh, he was a guy named, he was named Mankind and he was like famous for being able to take a lot of bumps and get hit in wildly violent ways. And, and uh, he did an interview recently where he said, you know, someone said, what's the trick? How are you not dead? And, and he goes, it hurts. He goes, the trick is that there is no trick. It always hurts. I just do it. You know, it's still really uncomfortable for me to put myself out there and, and, and ask people to help me. And I don't, you know, that is, you know, one of the bigger problems in my life, but I still do it. Cause I, I believe in, I feel like if I can get better at the Schmodown and I can keep doing this and I keep getting these opportunities, I owe it to the people who click, whether you like me or not, you don't got to like me. I don't care if you do or don't. I mean, I, I like it, but you know, I don't intrinsically care. I'm not doing this for my ego, but if I can, if, if I can put something into the world that, is entertaining and you know something like this that to me is that's worth it that's worth the pain that's worth embarrassing myself or whatever and um yeah so i just i just keep my eyes on that goal of just giving a show and being you know i'm i'm very lucky that I, i've been given this opportunity i'm lucky that uh christian isn't tired of me yet i mean he's kind he is tired of me but not not i don't mean so much so that he's running me out of here yet but yeah I don't really do watch wrestling, girls? but I know Mankind because he was on okay. Boy Meets World. Yes, he was, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say that. How much do you love the whole Saul show thing going on? And like you have your own little like almost fan club of it and stuff. And- That's right. Look, if you're gonna be seen, you might as well give them something to look at. That's my motto, <laughs> right? So if I'm gonna be here, I might as well give you something to remember, I hope. Whether you know, yeah. and so how much how much has Kate helped you moving forward through the season as your manager? Uh, I mean, she, she just coached Thomas to a, a belt, first belt for the Den. Now you're climbing the way to that same path. How much has uh, she, as well as your teammates, really been helping you get to that? Uh, I mean, without Kate, I'm not here right now. So. How do I'm trying to figure out a better way to saying she's completely integral and I couldn't do it without her because that's the case. And I, there's not a manager in the league that could put up with this. Trust me. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to handle. And uh, although a lot, although I must say on draft uh, during the draft, you know, there was three managers who told me they were going to just, oh. I'm sorry. I'm grinding you know, because people are coming after Kate for, for trading for Marisol. And then she took me and then, you know, if Kate didn't take me where she took me, I was gone. That's true. I, I, I was gone with the next pick. I'll say that. That's I was gone true. with the next pick. And if something happened with that one, I was gone with the next pick. And then there was another manager who gave me a verbal commitment. So Kate had to take me where she took me or I would be gone. I had verbal commitments from managers. And as of right now, um, look, this could obviously change very quickly. But right now I have more team points than Marisol McKay. So 
take that Marisol, go ahead and win that title if you want to prove me wrong. But I mean, that seems, <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. So, you know, but, um, but I, I, Kate Mulligan is beyond a manager. She's, she's, um, we were already friends going into this season and now we're really good friends. I, when I go to LA, I stay with her. Like we're, I know her kids. I know her husband. We spend, we, we spend hours on the phone together. Uh, she's become a really good friend of mine. And uh, without having the bedrock of a Kate Mulligan, I, I don't know that I stay up and watch three movies. I don't know that I watch Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine back to back to back. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe I do. I am, you know, I'm a little crazy. Sure. But <laughs> it, it, having her influence, her managing the, who she is and how she does her job has brought the absolute best out in me. There's no other manager. There's no other person that could have brought more out of me than Kate Mulligan. So she, she is, she's, she's, she's underrated is what she is. And um, I don't want to, you know, I don't know how uh, next season, I know we're changing things, but I'm not really interested in working with anyone except Kate Mulligan. So that should be a testament to how effective I think she is. Interesting comment here from Chris Adams. I want Saul to stay with Kate forever, but I can see him meshing with Kaiser and Shannon if needed to. Mm, see, I think it's a Kate through and through. It's too perfect. Well, well first of all, and no offense, <laughs> Molly, but your manager, you know, he did trade me once. I'm just going to say, I, I was a member of the dungeon for 22 minutes. <laughs> I was a member of the dungeon. I on the second, on, It was the second day of the draft, 2020. I was drafted in the sixth round by John Kaiser and um, I get along. Well, actually I talked to, I get along really well with John. I've talked to John before we, we, we talk, we text each other, we bust each other's balls. But like uh, he never asked me what division I wanted to play in. And he had, you know, he had Kevin and, and Parker and uh, he's like, he's like, nah, man, you singles. I see you in singles. And I was like, you gotta, you gotta, I go trade me before the draft ends. What? You can still get something. <laughs> And uh, he did. So I don't know. I, I don't know that I go backwards, Chris. Shannon Barney and Shannon Barney is a, is, a, is, is a great asset to this league. I love I love her. Uh, and she's she's a she's she's one of the good ones. She's one of the great ones. Uh, oh, am I frozen? Yeah, but we can still hear you. We can still hear you. Oh, OK, yeah. I love Shannon, but uh, it just wouldn't work between us, Shannon. <laughs> it's me it's me it's me not you shannon <laughs> um well final question before we get to our our pov question because we got to ask all the pov question but um you do have a match coming out with parker that is a five rounder uh it's the first match of the five rounder that you will have played in how are you preparing and how are you feeling going into a five rounder match well, right now I'm feeling insecure looking at myself. I'm going to back out and come back in. I'll be, I will be right back, guys. I'm That's sorry fine. about this. No, you're fine. I'll do this. There we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, I love it all. It love was it. a great face to be frozen on. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like happy, like, ha-ha. See, look, everyone's, everyone's loving it. Just, yeah. yeah everyone. Perfect frozen face. Yeah. Mick, oh. you are absolutely right. Who doesn't love General Mulligan? That's fair. That's she's, fair. She's been on a kick and she's been doing a really awesome job. Lightning. And it's so nice to see, like, it, it's so nice to hear all the players in the den just like singing her praises. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, compared to last year to this year, it's like night and day. Okay. He's back. 
He's back. He's good. We're good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, what was the, my feelings on the five rounder? You're, you're yeah, going question? to the five rounder. How you feeling? What do you? Uh, I mean, I love it. The first I can't. You're gonna be doing so. I can't wait. I imagine you know. I'm anticipating you know a lot of five rounders going forward. That's what I wanted. That's what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to. Uh, I didn't sign up to be the sideshow. I signed up. I told Christian the, on the day that he told me I was going to be in the Schmodown in October of 2019. I told him I'm going for the I'm going for the Inner Geekdom title. That's what I'm looking. That's literally the that's what I'm aiming for. I'm not I'm not coming in to be a character. I could have I could have had a very happy, successful Schmodown career. Being a my favorite player of all time is Josh Makuga. So, so like I could have just done that. I could have been just a character, and I had a reputation at the time. I was uh, you know I was a part of Collider Live in a small way, so I, I kind of had a reputation. Yeah, exactly. I, I could have just been that dude and I would have been very happy, but, <laughs> but I thought it would be, I actually thought, wouldn't it be funnier if I was actually good? Like, wouldn't it just be a better bit? And that's, that's, so, so I decided to sign up and then I was like, oh shit, now I have to get good. And, um, but uh, the five rounder is where I think everyone who's taking this game serious should want to be playing it. Yeah. This is it. This is where I want to be. I want to be at spectacular. I want to be in title matches. I want to be in five rounders. And I, and I, and uh, if I'm going to toot my own horn, you've never seen my ceiling. You don't know what I can do. I'm not at my top speed yet. I just started study sessions. You know, like I, I just started getting, I just started, I think I literally learned to trust myself in the Brandon Hanna match. Like the Brandon Hanna match, if I, if I win the title at spectacular, no match will be more important to me this season than the Brandon Hanna rematch. I literally learned how to trust myself in that match. And um, which is something I didn't realize I wasn't doing. I, I wasn't realizing I was blocking. I was getting in my own way cognitively. And I didn't realize that until I had two steal opportunities against Brandon Hanna. And I realized, Oh, that's, that's how you play this game. That's not, that's what I've been doing wrong in every match. And um, <clears throat> I know the numbers don't point to that because the number, well, the questions are a lot harder than they, than, than they, they have been for the, for most of the season. But I think I had the best match of my career against Haas, and the questions are getting harder. I'm getting better. That, to me, is a sign of progress. And the five-rounder presents unique challenges that I can't wait for, that I've been anticipating, and I've just been looking forward to for so long. I'm just glad they're finally here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All the puzzle pieces seem to be fitting at the right times. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's go ahead and finish this uh, interview off with the question from POV that we always ask our guests here. Uh, this is a movie-based community, and movies have brought everyone together. So we like to know, uh, what is your favorite movie snack and your favorite candy? If not, I the, don't, same, if not the same. Now, I, when I go to the movies, I do not eat. That is sort of my own thing. Okay. Fair, but when I'm home and I've seen something, I'm watching something again. Um, it, it does feel strange to, to do it. Like I almost always have popcorn around. Um, but if I'm going to eat candy for and watch a movie, I need to balance my palate. So I need to have something chocolatey and something kind of fruity. So I like I like a nice mix of like a Goober's Sour Patch Kids or like a Snowcaps and Twizzlers. Oh. So yeah. that's like a one A. So that's like a one okay. A one B right there. Okay. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick, quick comment here from uh, a former former competitor here. 
Can't wait to see this man opponent. in person again. Former uh, former competitor of opponent. Is what I'm saying. Opponent. Opponent. There you go. There you go. Damn, <laughs> Moses, you bastard. How you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> Moses and I, Moses, Moses and I got along very well in LA, and I'm, I'm thanks for thanks for showing up here. And uh, me and Moses play on the same day. That's kind of cool. I kind of like that. And uh, yeah, me, me, me and the uh, me and a man, I think we're going to be bumping into each other for a long time. I think I don't think either of us are going anywhere anytime soon. So that's again, that's to me, that's you know, to share the table with him on that day was was uh, you only get so many of these moments, folks. And 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 I I. I try to grip, you know, I spent a lot of my life not living, being so appreciative of these things. And, but I am now, and to share that moment with him, that's special to me. That's something, you know, I'm not going to forget that. And, and I think we're going to be, me and Amen, I think are going to be uh, sharing a lot more moments in the future. Also, you'll always now have that cool entrance where the, the fog is coming up. Yeah, it's bad. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I've, I've never seen it. <gasps> Oh, yeah. So, so wait, so yeah, you, I'm, I'm not, one of those. You don't watch. You don't watch your matches. Not really. That's no, a, but a, I do. Preference. It's good. I did. I heard I had theme music, and now I heard it's gone, and I've never heard it. I've never heard my theme music. So wow. like that, I would like to know what it sounds because I worked with David B for a couple of like like a week on some on, like we were, but I've never actually heard it. And I so, but I do know that that's going on. So Christian, if you're watching. What, what could I mean, you send me at a, at a live event? That'd be funny if you just sent. That'd be funny if someone from like Skybound just sent me a link where I have to buy it. I'm like, oh, all right, thanks. That's. <laughs> well, like, this I'm has sure... my name on it. I'm not paying for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sh I'm sure it'll be played because I, from what I understand, your match is a live match at Cantina, correct? Uh, live to tape. Yeah, it's live gonna to be live, live to tape. Correct, and so it's that it's it's a great card. Whole, I'm not sure if it's sold out yet, but if it's not, I don't. It, it's a title match. You got you got Moses Kalinowski for the title. The, the which which I call the title the IG title because I represent the Green Shield wherever I go. Uh, so you got Moses Kalinowski. You got me and Parker right there. That's look right there. That's your show. All right. Yeah. Fair. And then, but I can't wait for for. Uh, for Alvarez Radis. That's also oh, on the same card. Oh, that's right. I can't wait for that. <laughs> oh, I'm really, God. I look, I love characters. I only want characters in my life. I'm not interested in knowing normal, boring people. All right. I'm spending the, <laughs> I'm spending the rest of my life only knowing characters, people who are weird and funny or crazy a little bit. And, and that's Radis and that's Alvarez. Alvarez is great. I did a show with him months ago. He's the best. Uh, I can't wait for that one, but that's, yeah, that's, and there's another match. I'm not sure it's been announced yet, but wow. yeah, so we, that's a stack card. If you is, don't mind me saying, get, get your, get your tickets, y'all get Absolutely. your tickets. And Tina, September 25th uh, is when it is taping and you do not want to miss that. Uh, that's, that's a big, big card. Well, Saul, uh, it's, it's been great finally being able to talk to you, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming to get you on the show. We're happy to have it. I, I know Jill was super bummed not to be here. But I'm sure we'll be talking to you very soon again, having you back on. And uh, good luck in this upcoming match. Did Jill give you that excuse that she's telling, like the kayfabe excuse? Probably. Because she's probably she told she's like, oh, I'm at the cantina. I can't interview Saul. She, I'm her favorite player. So like, <laughs> like her integrity as a you know schmodown journalist would be in question if she interviewed me, and it was just all. Oh my God! I can't yeah. wait for you to come. Sean, Sean wants you to call him back. Like it's all going to be like personal stuff, and she wouldn't do that to herself. She respects the POV audience too much, 
And that's a woman of integrity. And uh, yeah, it's a shame she's not here. Makes but sense. I get it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, carving out some time for us. And we uh, look forward to seeing what you do here very soon. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was great. That was great. Glad to have finally had a chance to talk to Saul. Can't wait hey. to see that Parker match. That's going to be wild. Um, yeah, that and that card that he talked about. My God. My oh. God. Yes. Yeah, if I've ever heard of it. And that's just three of the four. We don't know what the fourth one is. So um, it's going to be a little crazy. Uh, All right. So real quick, everybody, we are going to save the Brittany Young-James White match for next week's show because we want to talk a little bit about the uh, benefit of the doubt rule to close out the show. Um, This has come up quite frequently over this season. We've seen it happen a lot. Uh, It happened in a Brandon Hanna match earlier this year. It just recently happened uh, in the Janine versus Zipper match. And it's this question of the and and the does and where are they placed the don't mess with the Zohan, the you don't mess with the Zohan situation with the page for Betty. Um, I kind of just want to open the floor because I know that we all have different opinions on this. We talked about it a little bit on Thursday's reaction when it happened, but let's kind of open the floor a little bit. Uh, what do we think about this? Does it need to stay? Does it need to be adjusted do we like the rule do we not like the rule what do we think Mm. i'm situational on it yeah same i'm i'm usually like pro i guess pro benefit of the the doubt on most things like you know nine times out of ten you know what a player is trying to say and it's like if you get into the semantics of things and start really being nitpicky. It just, it takes the fun out of it. So I think it's one of those things that sometimes you just got to like agree to disagree and move on. I don't know, but, but yeah, it does. Yeah. Adjust to the rule. It does kind of depend on whatever the question is at the time. So it seems like when we talk about this a lot agree that if it's the and and the does and those words that the benefit of the doubt rule applies. Like it's an okay thing if that word is not included in the title. But like in this situation, when it's you don't mess with the Zohan, but a competitor says don't mess with the Zohan, that's when it kind of feels like audiences and viewers are saying that's a wrong answer. Yeah. Like, why why should the two be different? Like I get that they're considered different words, but why should they be different? I guess. I just think the and and are just it depends on where in the title it is. That's like that's a big part. Yeah. If the is like in the front of it and I guess well it's hard like the Mar- like the Martian or Martian, right? Like well, here's, yeah. here's another there's so many gray areas to this because what if you put Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets? Then that and that's the same thing as Rye the Last Dragon and Rye and the Last Dragon. But see, same you have and and the so Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Well, that's that's on that's Potter, a yeah. But I'm saying like if we get rid of like and and yeah, the, I think like I, see that and it's so. Tricky. It's such a weird conversation to have because in that situation okay. they'd rule it because it's the only title ever to be called Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, right? This, like, no, 
that's not no 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 sorry like i i, I understand the argument like i get the argument they made a really good argument but you have There's, to put the last name when it comes to an actor or actress or a never name. One, never once in the eight years of Schmodown has the first name of someone been accepted. Like, I mean, Star Wars I mean, is is different, I think, for, for this kind of case. Because, like, titles of movies, you're going to know them in the Star Wars division. Quotes, yes. You have to have the exact quote. We've seen that a billion times. You can't mess up a the year and and in a quote. It's what Star about Wars. the... So when it comes to names, the one that came up in the... Different movie. Different movie name. Yeah, he inserted a different word. Yeah. yeah. That's inserting rather than taking away. That's kind of a different... And it wasn't a name. the. What do we think about... Because it it's talking about names, just kind of staying on the topic... Oh hi Jill. Oh hi Jill. You <laughs> oh, hi Jill. Saul. Um Jill, if you are watching for a quick sec, you should scroll back and see what Saul had to say about you. Yeah, you're it, in trouble. It was yeah, you're yeah. I mean not really in trouble. He said something very sweet. I know, I was being yeah. um so with the Brandon Hanna situation, it was Brandon Hanna versus Robert Parker, and the question was about Planet of the Apes and an actor. It was Rowdy versus Roddy McDowell was what happened. Is that a benefit of the doubt, Roddy and Rowdy? Or are those two completely different things and that should be considered a different answer? I don't know what the hell those are, so I'm not giving a point. <laughs> Roddy and Rowdy, it's, it's, it's a name. It's, it's, it's a, a name. name. Well, well, see, I am not confident that I know the actual proper pronunciation of his name. So. Well, they're spelled, they're spelled different. So one of them spelled R-O-W-D and one of them spelled R-O-D-D-Y. So Roddy and then Rowdy. So they were spelled completely different. Yeah. So one of those is confidently correct and one is not. That's what I would think, but they rule in his favor. Yeah. I, I was not. I remember that match now and I was not okay with that ruling yeah it's it's a very and brian said it it's a huge gray area a huge gray area what um, it's the fanaticalness of it and him saying he's a teacher so he can't be <laughs> i know the feeling um quick super chat here from mr tim sim oh not that one sorry Stuart. uh there is an argument for consistent attention to detail for all four divisions at star wars levels with some saying too bad if some competitors can't find it can't, competitors find it no fun. Yeah, it depends. I, I still think it just it always depends on the situation and the question. But yeah, I mean if you want to get super when the down to brass tacks and nitpicky about it, I don't know. When the announcers can't say it, how are the players supposed to say it? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, it's so, so difficult because it's such, it almost seems like it's such a case basis type thing. Like, I, I don't know if you can really revise the rule to be completely honest. Like, well, there's a, the, the only way to re revise it is either get rid of it or say, we're only accepting exact titles. I mean, I'm That's sure the way to revise it. I'm sure just out of pure, like, easy, just I don't want to hear about it anymore, next year it just won't be a thing. Just so that way it avoids the whole, like, well, the benefit of the doubt rule, like that whole thing, because you eliminate it, then so be it. But it's just, there's so many different, like, 
nitpicks that you can take from it like like the zohan one and then the most recent one or a spelling of a name or leaving out a whole a last name like what if the person put clint instead of clint eastwood like then we then we are establishing that so it's 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 a pain in the butt that i think and that's why i would not be surprised if that rule is just kibosh next year just so that way like no one can use that in their favor or use it against the judges, if you will, of it. it I mean, I, I agree with what else Timson said. Like, I, I'm on the side of leni allowing that leniency, like like he says, with different people on the desk. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of those tough things. Like, I, I was okay with Janine's answer on Thursday. Raya the Last Dragon? I didn't have yeah. an issue with it. Because, one... See, I'm almost kind of the opposite. Well, there's not another movie of that name. So. I know, but it's... It's like, I, you know she knew the right answer. Yeah, I know. Right yeah, answer. and that, that's the thing. You know she knows the right answer, but at the same time, like, I could undersee, understand what Winston was saying in that. Like, it, it's just it's that it's so opinion based and that's the problem. Well, and that's it's, why the rule needs to be in cement, like solidified. This is the rule that way. Those on the desk or behind the scenes know, okay, this came up. This is what we go to. And that's point blank. What everyone knows at this point, it very much feels like the rule isn't finished. And so every time it feels different. See, I just don't know if you can actually nail down that rule completely. Yeah, it, it's definitely a case by case kind of thing. I mean, I think and, you could. Yeah, exactly. See, like with ASGs, like Zipper knew was Oliver. He just added the extra name to it, which, but then again, it changes the movie name. Yep. But there isn't another movie with the. T it's just so. Uh, it's frustrating, and I can only imagine how frustrating it is for the people having to make the calls because it's like uh, it's frustrating for everyone involved <laughs> yeah so i don't know it's it's a weird situation that no one's ever going to be perfectly happy none you can get that through your head you know why absolutely no one's going to be right here that's why yeah 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 guys we're human it's this it's, movie it's, trivia it's like sport refs they're always going to make a mistake. It's part of the game. Like, yeah. it's just part, like, that's kind of what we're going to have to live by. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. It's just, there's flaws in every game, whether it's a sport game, trivia, card game, there's flaws in everything. And we kind of just have to live with it. Like, it's going to happen. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah, it's just, I mean, a thousand people could watch that match. Facts, Brian Ward. Facts. Yeah. But that would just... make things way too easy, Brian. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. But Ooh. I mean, Ooh. Okay. okay. I feel like it depends on who you are. And that, that also takes it to the level of seriousness. Like, I mean, how serious are you about 
getting a belt, being the best in the division versus I want to be on this to see how well I do and have fun. So it's just, it's because uh, there are definitely players and I'm not going to call people out, but there are definitely, definitely players that are there to have fun. I mean, look at like the Makugas that we have. They didn't give a two, you know, what's about if they won or not, they were there to be fun, funny, entertaining and have fun. And we wouldn't want to play or yeah, exactly. We wouldn't want, I guarantee you there would be less people watching if everyone was 100% serious all the time. Yeah. I mean, mean, one of the biggest elements of this show is that it's entertaining. Yeah. I mean, people this year call the real reject shouldn't be in the league anymore. I don't, because they haven't been good, blah, 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 blah. I don't laugh harder than when I see them play. Plain and simple. And to me, I could watch them lose all year, but I know I'm going to enjoy the hell out of their match because they're going to make me laugh the entire time. What, like, why, why would I want to see those types of people go? Well, like Shazam, too. To answer yeah. Galaxy, Galaxy Geeks in the chat, are there any fun, any just fun players anymore? Bibiani and Brendan. Like, they're good, so of course they're going to take it a little serious, but they go out there to have fun, and look what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it, you have to... There has to be a level of seriousness, but it, you're not going to enjoy it if it's not people having fun doing this. Like, we don't want to watch people being forced to answer movie trivia questions. It's like... Adam Witt? Yeah, the man hasn't won a single match ever. <laughs> And he's still, he's been a manager. He's played in any situation that he's been asked to. He give pops up at the most random times doing the funniest things. It's just, yeah. The benefit of the doubt rule, it, it's going to be a very hard one to nail down. Well, they're going to do it. They're going to have to because it's it's reoccurring a lot more now in matches. Um, yeah. And so whichever way they decide to go as far as decisions, uh, it'll it'll definitely be revised this year, I'm sure, or just locked and sealed in the, the ruling that it currently is in. Um, and that's what the uh, announcers have to abide by. So we'll see. Uh, it's an interesting conversation. I'm sure it's not the last time that we're going to have this conversation. Um, but for now... I think that's going to wrap up tonight's show, everyone. Uh, We had one hell of a show. We talked about quite a bit. We've had both Thomas Harper and Saul on. It was a den takeover tonight. As I mentioned, we will talk about Brittany Young and James White a little bit later on uh, and cover that when we have a little bit more time. And uh, obviously, Jill wants to talk about someone from corruption. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm, Yeah. Um, And we'll be back this week for reactions on both Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, We will not have one on Friday because there is a pay-per-view happening on Friday. Um, And then on... I would just uh, like to say we finally made it when we get spammed in the chat. Yeah, right? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, the one time Rachel's not here. Rachel, (laughs) Brandy's still around someone because we are getting spammed. Hort! 
I just did. There it. we go. There we go. Thank <laughs> you guys. Thank you. You guys rock. Um, all right. One last plug before we get out of here, or actually a couple plugs. One, if you missed it, September 25th, y'all. Uh, Amaru, I know you're playing that day, but this bad boy is happening. Hold Jill on. and Molly are being joined. Oh my joined. god! I just, I just realized Ken's shirt. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the porg. <laughs> uh, Jill and Molly are being joined by one wild man and one pit boss on Happy Hour, September 25th, right here on this channel, y'all. It's gonna be a blast. Uh, it would be almost two months since the last Happy Hour when this one goes down, and you know it's gonna be crazy. You know Alex it's gonna be in the crazy. Earlier in the chat, Alex reminded me the drink that I was going to suggest. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it is just whiskey, but there's crushed tums on the rim, and we were going to call that the knapsack. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be so good! It's going to be so good. Uh, yeah, so make sure you guys have that on your calendars. You're joining for that one. Get ready because that one's going to be a blast. Uh, of course, check out our Patreon if you are interested. Um, the biggest thing that we can highlight going on this week is we are playing Back to the Future Bar Trivia on Thursday. Lord help It us. is happening. We have special guests lined up, which are they are all very excited to join us. Um, check out that $10 and $20 tier as you can play some bar trivia with us once a month. And Back Breaking to the Future. News. That has nothing to do with this, but finish what you're saying. Sorry. Back to the Future Bar Trivia is happening on Thursday. And we do other things, including more reactions. Q&A, which went up last week, and, of course, watch-alongs, which is going to be a blast as well. Um, Brian, go ahead. The first trailer for Hawkeye is coming tomorrow. All right. Ooh. Cool deal. Super stoked. Um, we will talk about that a little bit later on a different channel because that has nothing to do with this channel. But for now, I will let these two plug whatever they would like to. Brian, I'll let you kick it off. Well, if you would like to see said trailer reaction, you can check Jake and I out <laughs> on Movies. See, you like how I did that? Planned it perfectly. Um, Pocketflix movies. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bavalcino. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Molly, uh, I'm on Twitter at Molly Damon. Um, Alex and I haven't been doing too many trailer reactions, which we should be doing them, but we've just been really lazy since I got back from Dragon Con. Um. <laughs> So maybe we'll uh, do one too. It's spooky season. When is Twitch coming? <laughs> That's true. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm still stuck studying for, you know, this crazy tournament that I'm about to be in, but uh, that's not going to stop me from bringing back Twitch for spooky season. So stay tuned for that. Molly Damon on Twitch. Um, and yeah, we, we will, I know that the brackets were released on Friday by Christian for both Star Wars and teens. We'll cover those next week. Um, and I know Jill has some thoughts as well uh, as we get closer to the teams and Star Wars matches happening, um, which I actually, I believe the first Star Wars match is actually this week, which we will be having a reaction to. It could be wrong. We'll see. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Qui-Gon Jake, two ends. Somebody else took it before I did. Shmona POV right up there. Uh, you get all the news and everything from us when we get going. Uh, of course, Streamlabs for questions and comments. Uh, greatly appreciate that and then the patreon of course so check that out uh thank you to everyone who watches live we love you guys thank you to both both uh brand new star wars champion thomas harper for joining us and saul uh really fun time talking to him hope you guys have a great sunday and a great rest of your week until we see you on, on uh wednesday bye guys